Alabama, Alabama white thing. Lavetta, was there anything you want to add to this? To what? The podcast. No. Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. Randy. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Randy and Ordina, touch it. My mom wanted to send us a uh, cease and desist letter. From whom? <laughs> From her. <laughs> I do. I do. Just. I do. Just. Stupidity. It's been a week. Been a week. A week. Whole week. One full cycle of a week. Seven days. Seven days. 524,600 minutes. How do you measure? Measure a year. It's only been a week, though. In daylight and sunshine, I don't know the words. Okay. What kooky questions do you have this week? I don't, I don't know. Give me a minute. I can probably think of some things. Okay. When a man and woman <laughs> really love each other. Yes. Keep going with this. Keep going. They like to show it physically. Okay. Could you delve deeper into that? They like touching each other. Okay. Like privately. nuggies? Privately. Or it is only special for that man and woman, and it's a, a spiritual thing. <laughs> you don't even necessarily have to love each other. All right. You can be in lust with each other. Good times. I don't know why the birds and the bees have anything to do with this subject. <laughs> How did they explain it with the birds and the bees? I don't know. Let's goog. Because I never understood that. Why is it called the birds and the bees? Because honestly, a... A flower description is better than birds and bees. Okay. Yeah. So the birds and the bees is a metaphor for explaining the mechanisms of reproduction to younger children, relying on imagery of bees pollinating and eggs hatching to substitute for a more technical explanation of sexual intercourse. That still makes no sense. I don't know how I would even begin to explain how a bee pollinates something. And it... Or how... And it relate to... A bird gets an egg. And it relate to a penis going into a vagina. Right. And procreation commencing. Oh, there's memes. <laughs> there's memes? Yeah. Of the birds and the bees? There's a bird and a bee talking, and the bee goes, we do what? Together? <laughs> but how do you... That, that's so messed up. You wonder why women were so afraid to have sexual intercourse back in the day, they they had no idea what was going to happen. They were just told that it's your duty. My duty to what? What do you mean my duty? Mm, <laughs> you know what I duty. mean? Like they wouldn't even explain menstruation to those poor women. And then they expected them to get married at 15, 16 years old to a man three times their age. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, the good old days. Yeah. The 18, I don't know if anybody's ever said the 1800s were the good old days or the 17 or 16 or 15. Oh, no. There's a lot of, a lot of not showering and a lot of whalebone. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of bush, a lot of bush back in the 1800s and uh, 1700s. I think the bush is the last thing that would be my worry at that time. And there were sometimes Charlie in the bush. Charlie in the bush. Yeah, Charlie in the bush. You're talking about Vietnam? Yes. Charlie? I imagine that's what a 1700 <laughs> vagina was like. Vietnam. <laughs> Actually, I can I can imagine penises in the 1700s being Charlie in the bush. Yeah. Just yeah, it, was a, a, it was a veritable forest. Just a there. head poking out of a bush. Yeah. 
Yeah, just a ridiculous, like, clown fro bush. Right. So that's a description for a male penis in the mm-hmm. 1700s. Not a, not a vagina. It's just a bush. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why their skirts were so large. Probably. To cover up the largeness of the bush. <laughs> I wonder if they used those curling irons that they put over the fire to maintain the bush. You think they put jewels like they did on the hair? Like they... They replicated it down, down under. I'm just, I'm just glad that I live in a time. They bedazzled the bush. Where being sanitary. A bush bedazzler. Uh, Hasbro made the weirdest toys back then. A B squared. (laughs) (laughs) You guys get that new B squared? (laughs) A what? The bush bedazzler. The bush bedazzler. (laughs) That's going to be on our merch. We're going to make a bush bedazzler. We're Is whole gonna, food still a thing? We're just going to buy all the all the bedazzlers and and rename it the B2. What? Is whole food still a thing? The the grocery store? Yeah, cuz they left Hoover, which I don't blame them, but I I think so. No. Oh. Isn't there one on 280? Yeah. Right next to um Diamonds Direct? Yeah. I need to go to that Trader Joe's. I still haven't been to Trader Joe's. I haven't. Yeah. I don't go over there. Some kind of snacks that Whole Food has. Because my my company's on this side, or my office is on this side. I don't. I went up to the summit with my sister last weekend. Her and uh, her husband got their Christmas presents ahead of time. Um, they got Apple watches, so we went up to the Apple store, and she ordered it for um, what is it? Uh, you park, and they come and drop it off in their your car. You don't have to go in there. Oh yeah. 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 Curbside pickup. Well, her, um, her link to tell them that she was there wasn't working. So she had to go in the store anyways. And we got there on a Sunday at the time that they opened, they already had 10 people lined up before the store opened to go into the store. So she goes in there and she's waiting on her bag. And there was a guy in there that was buying four MacBook pros. She said, Dina, four, four, four. She said, Dina, you want to, you want to guess how much? That's 10 grand easy. His sub total was. And I was like, I don't know, 8,000. And she goes, no, no, no. He maxed out. Like it was like the top tier Mac, MacBook pro. And I said, I don't know. I, she was like, it was, I think she said it was 9,500 before taxes. And he was completely just whatever. $2,500 for a MacBook Pro 16 inch. Okay. Jesus. So I guess he got some sort of discount because he got four, four of them. It was just, and I said, well, Brittany, you know, it was probably for a business, you know. Whatever. Okay, so this isn't bad. The Mac, the actual MacBook Air is only a thousand. No, they were MacBook Pros. Yeah. The, I don't even know. It was. She said it was the larger screen. Yeah. What are iPad Pros running for these days? The guy, the guys, the boys have iPads, but I don't even know what generation they have. When I left Apple, I left them all. <laughs> I left everything behind regarding Apple. I, I have, besides the boys having their, their, uh, iPads. I want, I just want the newest iPad mini and the Apple pencil. Mm-mm. I want nothing Apple. We know. I'm over it. No. All right. So iPad pro, let's see. Let's buy. Okay, so the 13-inch iPad Pro is $1,100. Yeah. $1,100? Yeah. For the iPad 
What did you save Pro? Yeah. Okay. Hell, I might as well get the iPad Air. It's only $100 more than the new iPad Mini. Wait, the iPad Pro was $1,100. Yeah. What, how much was the iPad Pro? I mean, Mini? The Mini is 500 Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah, the iPad Air is 600 according to Apple, which I'm sure there's probably going to be Black Friday deals. There's no deals with Apple. Really? There's never any deals with Apple. I no. I never... There's I've a military only ever discount. got the phones. Yeah, there's a military discount. When I edu- needed a phone. An edu- educator discount, I mean, but... I taught once. Okay. I wonder if they'll give me a discount. They won't. And I was I was a firefighter once. They they don't do that. It's just educators and military. Oh. Because they're above all that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right. I love I love Apple. I just I don't know. Like I've got that that Galaxy Tab S7, and I'm just not a big fan. Mm. Mm. I'm. You have the what? The Galaxy Tab S7. Oh no 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 no. That's why the boys have the the iPads. Well, you were just saying you don't like Apple. Besides the iPads, that's why the boys oh, have them. Gotcha. But okay. as far as computers, phones, all of that, mm-mm. My little Hewlett Packard has uh, served me pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I had a MacBook Pro, and I got rid of it. I had everything Mac, everything Apple, everything. And I was mm-mm. I was tired of having and- of having to try to switch all of my documents <laughs> oh over because most businesses are not they don't they don't use apple so when you transfer over <laughs> your documents it it turns into a huge hot mess when i was in my masters program it that was the big crux when they would open up my um documents it was just all jumbled so i was like see even the microsoft surface pro Eight is eleven hundred dollars. This is the most boring conversation. It ever. is. Yeah, <laughs> it is really boring. I'm I'm so glad people are here to talk to listen to us. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I'm surprised we got on a tangent. We did. We did. Yeah, I started right. with Whole Foods and we ended with Apple. Actually, and Microsoft. We, we were on the subject of bushes. Yeah, we were and, talking about bushes, and then you went to and an I Apple. Felt I felt like it was just too much bush. Well, that was your first mistake. There's never enough bush. There's there's a good amount of too much bush. Really? Yeah. So if there's too much bush, you would not have sexual relations with Z. You would tell her no. If you say yes, I would tell her no. I would call you a liar. So let's skip over that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I'm I'm a, a virgin. That's a lie. <laughs> That's so so many lies. Yeah. So I don't, I've never even seen a bush or a shorn. You just showed. You just showed your age. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a bush. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Well, he's not from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm a. Didn't have to do the bush bedazzler. What am I? What What am I? I'm either an a Z elder Gen no. X. No. I no, think an el- no. I an think elder you're a millennial or a baby gen x i think i think we're hybrids it does yeah like what they call us like we're right in the middle zennials i don't know we're between millennials and zen they're called zennials yeah with an x because there's actual another zennial with a z what between generation z and something millennials yeah we're up to generation z now oh okay i don't i don't know what they're about i don't either 
other than like. So that's Gavin. That's Brad. Gavin and Gabe and they're Brad. Gen, and Gen Z? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So I do know what they're about. So what happens after Gen Z? I hope we have a hard they, reset. They, uh, me too. <laughs> they better not say, well, we're gen alphas. No, the fuck you're not. <laughs> no, what, what the, what you're not are alphas. <laughs> Just a hard reset. We need to unplug it and plug it assholes. back Assholes. You can be gen assholes. That's pretty much what gen Xers are. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act like that was a, an insult. Wait. You guys are assholes and proud of it. Wait, you guys are, you're a gen X. So is Matt then. Randy, we're right there. We're right there. <laughs> we're half asses. Yeah. <laughs> we do everything half ass. That is true. That is true. Hey. We half ass it and then we don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did the bare minimum <laughs> of your expectation. Yes. You overdid it. We did it just right. <laughs> and then the ones before. Like after us, they're undercooked. Yeah. yeah. That's how you get sick. I just. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's showing my age where what? I, where I don't want to talk to people like five years younger than me. I just look at them. I just look at them. Like I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm literally talking to someone five years younger than me. Huh? Well, Z's not five years younger than you. You are. <laughs> but you love talking to me. We're in the same <laughs> Zone. I'm talking about people five years younger than me. Okay. That they would be ten years younger than you, Randall. So they are millennials. I believe so. There's something. Okay. What, let's let's find what's the generational generational divide. divide. <laughs> the great generational divide war. What are the six? What are, okay? What are the seven living generations? All right. Oh, We've got the greatest generation. Born from 1901 to 1927. The silent generation, 1928 to 1945. My grandmother boomer. is the silent generation. Uh, your your mom is? My oh. grandmother. Like, your mom is not that old. No, my grandma, my mother, and she's also not fucking silent. Okay, so my mom is a baby boomer, 1946 to 1964. Uh, Gen X. Oh, you're going to hate this, Dina. Oh, no, 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 no. I already know. I'm I'm a cusp. I'm okay, like right so, there. So this this article says uh, Gen X born 1965 to 1980, millennials born 1981 to 1995. That's the thing, though. That's that's the thing. The ones that are born from 81 to I'm gonna I'm gonna say 88 should not be part of that generation because I was born in 86. Yeah, I have no there. There's I have no, I don't relate to anything in that. In that generation, I relate more to Matt. Matt was born in 80. Yeah. I relate more to him and before from 86 and, and before or really 88 and before. That's who I relate to. Right. Everybody after that, go fuck yourself. Like my, even Z, my sister. My sister was born in 91. Gen Z born 1996 to 2010. And we are in generation alpha right now. Excuse me. Yep. Gen alpha born 2011 to 2025. But they're they're baby babies, so they're not assholes yet. Okay, what do you think? All right, here's a fun one. What do you think is the greatest uh, generation divide? The greatest divide? Who do you think has the worst time getting along with each other? Baby boomers. Baby and? boomers, I, I believe baby boomers have the worst time getting along with anybody. Okay, Anyone. baby boomers and millennials. 
like the war between them. Like they don't get along at, at all. So uh, an online survey of 1,350 subjects shows the two generations who have the most difficult time working together are baby boomers and millennials. Well, that's because of the technology. Technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also believe it's the political divide. There's a huge political divide. Oh. Because they're, the boomers are right there where technology was coming into play, like full force coming into play at the end. But they grew up with the silent. Yeah. So there would be a huge divide. I mm-mm, do not. I'm a, I'm a zennial. I can't. I, I really have no relate. <laughs> I don't relate to them at all. I, I their political beliefs, all of that. Somebody at work called me. Um, he's he's new, but we we work really we we work closely together. But he he told me that I was um hippie light, <laughs> hippie light, hippie light. You're the diet coke of hippie. That I was, I I had a a lot of hippie like everybody love each other. Like, why can't we all come together in peace, blah, 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 with technology, like, embedded in me? <laughs> that Because I don't see, I don't see why everybody has to be divided. <laughs> so this one, this this article actually shows, a, a, so the uh, different generations and how they work. So it gives strengths and weaknesses on each generation. So baby boomers are characterized as being workaholics who relish long weekends and overtime. Uh, more committed to their roles than any other generation. Um, consider good team players and see they're regarded as making excellent mentors. That's their strengths. Their weaknesses are um, a, a preference for structure and discipline and are less inclined to welcome change. Um, they're competitive, so they need recognition and rewards to keep them motivated to achieve more. Regarded as the least tech savvy, obviously. Uh, Gen X, um, best overall workers. Professionals committed to juggling work with family time and favor work-life balance in an organization uh, considered to be the biggest revenue generators overall. Their weaknesses, um, less than 40% of Gen X are satisfied with the senior management in their organization. Uh, Generation is less inclined to say something if they disagree with management than their successive generations. That's exactly me. Uh, they value being able to do things quickly and are less inclined to spend hours of overtime completing something perfectly. Yep. Uh, millennial, millennials and Gen Y. Uh, currently featuring in the workforce, millennials are considered to be the most independent, uh, concerned with ethics and social responsibility of the organiza- organizations they work with. Uh, they've grown up uh, sourcing information. They need to be left to create their own processes rather than being told exactly what to do. I will say I'm right there in the middle that that's right me. there that I that am, sentence right there is a hundred percent me. That's what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. right there in the middle because I have work ethics from X and work ethics from millennials. Yeah. Like I've literally combined both of them. I, I, I cannot say I'm either one of them because I'm both of them. Well, my, my problem with most of the stuff is, is they've got all these, these processes in place, but they can't tell me why. I need to know the why if I'm going to accept something. But it's the same way with how our education system works. We have a system of how every single child is supposed to be taught, yet it has been studied and it has been proved that every single human being learns in a different way. They use a different sense to learn, right? 
more, some are visual, some are auditory, some are feeling doing. Yeah. We do not have a process for that. That's why our education system sucks is because you have like this structured outline thinking that every single child learns that way when they don't. So that was, that was one of the mistakes I made in the first employee that I trained for the company that I'm currently with Mm -hmm. is I didn't ask them like right out the bat, like what is, what is the way that you learn? Right. So I was teaching based off of the structure that was placed in front of me, this processes that I created for myself and they weren't getting the information. And finally I was like, I'm sorry, I should have asked this, you know, how do you, what's the best way you learn? And they're like, oh, I do this. And I'm like, okay, we can, we can do that. We can totally do that. All right. uh, Weaknesses in millennials. Um, Not as interested in teamwork as other generations. Uh, Do not have a strong work ethic with an average of 38.8 hours spent at work a week compared to previous generations who both average above 40 hours. I totally make. Okay. But that's the thing also. (laughs) Everybody says average 40 hours a week. Well, with the technology, we don't have to spend as long at work to work. We do a full-time job with less hours. It's amazing to me, like really right, especially it's been highlighted like greatly during, you know, the pandemic Mm -hmm. is how more productive people are working from home. Yeah. Because they're comfortable in their environment. They're not in a sterile environment. They don't feel like they're being micromanaged. They're left to do their job. Yeah. They're not being distracted by having random team team meetings they're getting the emails they're absorbing the emails they're doing what the emails are telling them to do leave people the fuck alone to do their jobs Yeah, definitely so kudos to those companies that are getting rid of Mm -hmm. the brick and mortar absolutely it's the same way with universities Mm -hmm. could you um, i've done both i've done lecture halls brick and mortar and i've done online schooling I, I can tell online. you. I can tell you right now. I can. I, I do well in both, depending mm. on the class. I love interacting with others and having actual, uh, not debates, but talks about different theories. Okay, but when it comes to certain classes, there is no debating. Yeah, this is how this works. And then that all depends on the professor, mm-hmm. the way they approach the subject. Yes, are they monotonous? You know, right. because I'll fall asleep. Right. But that's what I'm talking about. That goes all the way back to how you learn things, how you absorb and how you do things. I am a I am a touch, a visual and auditory, depending on the subject. So basically, but you're to, just a very tactile person. But to reinforce, I have to do it. Yeah, I can. I can hear it and absorb it. I can visualize it and absorb it but to lock it in i have to do it i have to watch someone doing something and if i watch someone a couple times and then i do it myself that's when it locks in for me if you just tell me how to do something like that's right not gonna work with me it's just like music like i'm not a very like proficient like reading reading music Mm -hmm. like i cannot read sheet music as proficiently as most people but if i if i hear it and i see somebody Mm -hmm. doing something i can mimic that i'm I'm nick cannon on drumline okay so it's the exact same thing with me when when i danced i watched the the eight count yeah and i was able to do it once i did it once it was locked in 
And I was able to go on and on and on and on and on because I didn't need it repeated. Yeah. I was able to lock it in. It was, it, it's locking it in in the way you want to lock it in. When you micromanage with people with different, different strengths and weaknesses and you have this structure, that's why you have 40 hours because you're expecting them to do it in this specific way when there are other ways that are more proficient and ways for you to be able to have more time with your family. That's I do not understand <clears throat> the clocking in and clocking out aspect. I don't understand that. That's uh Well, with specific with certain jobs. There are certain jobs like like fast food or working, you know, in industries with, you know, having uh customers coming in and stuff like that. You do have to be there for 8 hours or yeah. your your shift. Um, or with, you know, patients, you have to be on the floor, whatever. I, get I mean, there's that. always going to be companies. But or- administrative banks, you know, that are doing behind the scenes work and aren't working specifically with clients. If you're doing data management or logistics management, yeah, you don't have to clock in at eight and leave at five. You can literally do that in five hours. I'm going to be honest with you. My job entails three positions. I do three people's work, okay? I'm done with those jobs depending it depends it's it's a week by week thing. But some weeks I'm done in 24 hours of of work within that week. Other weeks I'm there for 48 hours. Well, um, that's you know, some weeks I'm there 20, some weeks I'm there 60. I mean, it just depends. Like there's no rhyme or reason to there's no eight to five for me that's uh, i've never understood that in like team meetings um first of all you're you like i don't know what it is with most companies i guess it's just because that's the way that it's always been done is you know when you have a team meeting you hash over stuff that everybody already fucking knows Mm -hmm. and it's like that it's the stuff that's been drilled into our brain day by day since day one why do we need to talk about this at a team meeting can Give I us answer, the new information. Can I answer that yeah. for you? Why they do that? Because there's a specific person in that team meeting that's not doing that. So they're starting progressive discipline by telling the entire group first and reiterating it. And then they start progressive discipline by zeroing in on that that person after if they don't get it after that meeting. I mm, that's I mean that's I, what they I do. understand that process. But I, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. I think if, it is if, wrong. if there's 20 people in that room and one person is the fuck up, those other 19 people don't need to sit through an hour of rehashing policies that we already know, we it's, already follow. It's basically re-education and it's the first step. It wastes everybody's time. I don't necessarily agree with it, but since... I'm in a profession that does progressive discipline notoriously, and they have to do it for documentation because remember, they're lo- also looking at liability. You can't, you can't um, zero in on someone before you get with the entire group first because it looks like you are targeting. It's a liability corporate policy. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. It's it's just part of the process. It is a waste of everybody's time, but it is a liability issue. 
You have to do it because more than likely in this day and time, one out of four people will attempt to do a lawsuit on someone if they get wrongfully terminated. Terminated. Yeah. So you have to have documentation. I'll second what she said from the HR side too. It's mm -hmm. a CYA thing because if someone comes back and says, well, I didn't know that, even though they did know it, you can confirm that they've known it on several levels. It's just one instance, but that's the HR thing as well. It's it everything okay, so that they do on a corporate level, like, because I was a supervisor, I've been a supervisor. And I also, one of my minors was healthcare administration. We had to learn the HR side of healthcare, which was CYAing every single aspect of your job in order to cause the least liability you possibly can. And that entails doing okay. bullshit like this. I, I understand <laughs> that. But when you work for a company, which I've worked for several companies where you specifically have to sign yeah. the employee handbook, mm -hmm. that's information provided whether or not you read the employee handbook, that's on you. Yeah. That's at the very beginning of your job. You have but, to read it. You which have to I sign have to it. sign one every mm -hmm. year. If yeah. there's any changes, I have to sign it. Whether oh, or not I read it. If there's no changes, then they don't make you re-sign it. But if there are any change related to the employee handbook, their policies and procedures of that company, you have to sign yeah. that you have reread it. Yeah. So if we've all signed the same employee handbook, I don't need you to tell me the policies. That's on me to learn them if I sign that piece of paper. You want to know how? Oh, no, but, but. It's a rational you're rational. We're talking about the whole, the whole business. Yeah. And as a manager or as a supervisor or as HR supervisor, when you're in those roles and you're over a multiple people, you have progressive discipline actions. You have to start whole. It's basically, it, it's almost like a, a huge version of counseling where they call it the, the tunnel, the funnel the funnel counseling, it's the same way with a whole group. You start with the whole group and you work your way in to that one individual. And you do that so you don't look like you are targeting. But okay, so the company that I work for uh -huh. has a literally in the handbook, a progressive discipline outline. Yeah. That starts like most companies where it's just a verbal warning and then this and this and this. Yes. Every if you're the one fucking up, I don't need to know about the shit that you're doing that's you're fucking up on because there's a progressive discipline policy in the handbook that you signed. Therefore it's not targeting. If you're doing shit wrong, it's not targeting. Yes. The progressive discipline policy talks about that one individual and how you are supposed to deal with the progressive discipline. But everyone knows as a supervisor, as an administrator, whatever you have to start large with the entire group and you have to work your way down. You cannot ever start with that one individual ever because on paper in litigation, it looks like you're targeting and that sets you up for a lawsuit. I'm sorry. I had this posted in a very conspicuous place. Randy, you are now a supervisor. You have to do group retrainings. You have to. No. You never, ever, ever. The first thing you ever learn is you protect the company and yourself. And by doing that, 
You start with the large group and you work your way down to that small group. That's how it works. Everybody, everybody has to do it. That's and just it a waste of biggest, time. It's a waste of it time. It is the biggest pain in the ass and it is the biggest waste of time, but it is the best way to protect yourself. But, but to twi- that's my, my, my beautiful wording I love is to protect me and we, we being the company. But that's leading into my, my point of there's a lot of policies. There's a lot of processes that are already put into place that are just huge time wasters. They are. And it's simply because that's the way we did it before, or that's the way that my father did it. That's the way this company did it. We're not that company. We're not your father. Do you know why most policies and procedures were done? Without a degree, I promise you, I can streamline the processes of most companies. And I bet you could. And I have zero doubt that you could. But do you know why most policies and procedures were done? Mostly because people fucked up. That's why there's warning labels on shit. Because people sued. So they have to cover their ass. Biggest number one I'm rule not, is I'm not CYA. saying I'm not saying changing entire policies. I'm cha- I'm talking about changing processes. The process is because someone sued. No, I no, promise. No, 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 no. If you've got a, a process of the way you do something, and then one of your employees recognizes that we can achieve the same goal, follow the same safety guidelines uh, set out by whether it's the company, whether it's OSHA, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and achieve the same or better result in less time. What, why is that the problem? So no, no, I agree with you. No, I completely agree with you because my number one goal is to make things more efficient and the, the easier way it would not easier, but the, the more efficient we can become, the better we can for our patients or our clients or whoever, whatever industry you're in. I mean, no, I, I mean, I'm a huge I'm fan in, of covering my ass. I'm a section of, of public health of whatever, but so I'll say clients or I'll say patients, but I'm talking about as a whole. Yes. But Randy, there is a reason they have to do things a certain way. And it is a big pain in the ass, but there's a method to the madness. They first and foremost are always CYA. Always. They will never stop CYA, but that has nothing to do with how you train someone. As I'm talking about progressive discipline, which is a completely different subject. You training people, you can train them how you need to in the way they learn. But once they fuck up and they continue to be a fuck up and you retrain, then you have to go to progressive discipline. The first time... the. But the first step to progressive discipline is not in that handbook. The first step to progressive discipline is a whole group meeting. That's the first step. What they talk about in policies and procedures are how you deal with the individual. But you always start with the group. Always. Because you never want to be caught thinking that you are targeting someone or or uh, looking so, okay, like so, you are biased so or... Me- let me ask you this. So Prejudice. You're, you're a manager of XYZ company. Mm-hmm. I'm an employee of an XYZ company. Okay. I am a terrible employee. Okay. But you are, a, you are a straight white male. No, 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 no. That's Let's, part of it. It's just, let's just say anything. No, yeah, you I, can't. I'm anything. You can't though. Not as a supervisor. You are a straight white male in this position, but you keep fucking up. Okay, go. No, 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 no. I'm a person. Let's just say I'm a person. Mm-hmm. 
that works for XYZ company. Uh huh. It does, you know, whether I identify something else, whether oh, I. Okay, okay we can do yeah. this as a general person. Yeah, as a general person. Okay. You know, there, I'm not putting any labels on it. General person that works for XYZ company, your supervisor of XYZ company. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible employee. Mm-hmm. I keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. I need discipline. Mm-hmm. So you come to me and say, employee, this is the policy that you have clearly signed. Mm-hmm. This is where we think that you could improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to see this out of you as soon as. And then those you retrain go, them. Uh, yeah. Retrain them. As uh-huh. soon as that happens, you document every thing that was said mm-hmm. to that employee. And they sign it. They sign it. Why, why does there have to be a group meeting? Are you ready? You ready for it? Yeah. Because there is such a thing as unconscious bias. Okay. There is such a thing as, right. There is such a thing as people suing even. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up with things. Okay. Okay. I am someone, I am a supervisor who does, who looks at every single individual completely the same, whether you're male or female, you start out the same pay grade, whether you're male or female, whether you, it doesn't matter your sex, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your culture, religion, whatever. Doesn't matter. This is how I'm looking at you. Yeah. You are a worker bee. You're exactly the same. Okay. Somebody fucks up. All right. That person goes through all the training, all the, everything that you just said. You ready? They get fired. We've gone through all the steps. They get fired. That person turns around who is not part of my brain, that completely different individual. That person goes to an attorney. That person happens to be a female who is African-American, culture, uh, uh, Jewish, Jewish, um, and thinks that you targeted them. Okay. All right. Okay. So and, that's, and that's me the situation. And su- me as the supervisor, I'm a white male. Okay. That's the situation you put in front of me. I'm a white male who is Baptist from the South. Okay. That's the situation you put in front of me. <laughs> Who's in his 50s. That attorney- comes to me or I that hire attorney, attorney. goes to the, uh, goes to the company and and starts the lawsuit. Okay, so and the company attorney comes to me and tell and says, "Randy, straight white male, what did you do?" And I'll say, "Oh, let me pull out my book. These are the exact dates that the infraction happened. Mm-hmm. This is the steps that I took per our company policies to discipline and retrain." Mm-hmm. These are the things that I said. These are the things that responded. This is their signature acknowledging everything that I laid out for them on the same piece of paper. Okay. Here's the, here's the other part to it. They start the, they start the litigation. They start, they start reviewing you. You happen to have the exact same case that you fired that person over happen two years prior. Okay. Now on paper, you were supposed to do the exact same thing as that female. As the female that you fired. Yeah. But this just so happens to be a a male African-American or a male, we'll say a male Asian-American with a Christian background. Well, I'm coming up with random. Yeah. Okay. But the difference, one, one one significant difference was before you did the progressive discipline is you had a group training. And he didn't have to get fired because he learned it. Well, to an attorney who's trying to get money, they're going to switcheroo that 
and say, but you didn't do a group training with her, but you did with him. Why? Is it because it was a white Asian American with a Christian background? Do you see what I'm saying? That's it. it hey, no, no, no. Okay, you, okay. Have, you, so you, companies you have to just get, get rid of the group meeting. Get rid of the group meeting altogether. That's not that they put the group meeting in there because everything has to be the exact same. Everything has to be the exact same. It doesn't matter. So if there's no group meeting, because you're trying to make it as unbiased as possible, but you're individualizing it. That's the problem. I'm not individualizing an attorney who is a shitbag is individualizing. That's why a corporate America. Well, that's why corporate America put that stuff in there because of those types of lawsuits. Even though you, as the as the uh, as the supervisor, didn't look at it that way. Because back then, with the the Christian Asian American male, there were multiple people that were messing up. So you had to do a group training, and that's why you did, quote unquote, did the group training. We'll say it's the same course, okay? But everybody did the same, and the male actually did get fired. But he started off with the group training, and that's because everybody else was messing up a little bit. Well, that wasn't documented, because you documented the... The male Asian American Christian who you had to fire, but you started out with the broad spectrum, not the individual. Does that make sense? And but with the female and the rest of your team wasn't fucking up at the time. That female was though, but you didn't start out with the group. That's looking biased on paper as an attorney who's looking for something fucked up to sue you. You gotta think. As an attorney trying to get money. Attorneys, you're shit bags. I'm well, saying it. No, it's their job. It's their job. That's how they do things. This I'm not dissing that's, attorneys. That's not their job. Hey, man, get your money. Their <laughs> job is to determine on, the truth. It's not to make no, one up. No, 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 no. An attorney's job is not to tell the truth. An attorney's job is to convince you of their truth, mm. their version of the truth. That's an attorney's job. It is never an attorney's job to tell the blatant truth. It's an attorney's job to twist the truth in their, how they want it to convince you in order to get their paycheck at the end of the day. Don't ever think that an attorney has morals. Attorneys put morals out the door before they go into a courtroom. They don't care. What they want is to get, is to get the win. That's what an attorney wants. I hope you all rot in whatever made up punishment. I don't. I don't. That's they're ridiculous, using, though. They're using Psych 101. That's ridiculous. They're That's using ridiculous. Psych 101. When you outline the same steps that were signed just because... But, uh, you're, but you're looking at you it... You know what? Whatever. You're whatever. Attorneys, your shitbags, you win. Whatever. Let's go on. You're looking at it as a moral person. You're putting morals into it. Take your morals out. I Look can't at it do that. I can't do that. That's why you're not an attorney. I know. Because I'm not a shitbag. A... Attorneys are there to, we need them. There's a reason why it's a position. We need them. There's a reason why there's corporations. There's a reason for everything. I get that. Amen. When your vagina gets burned at McDonald's, that's when you need an attorney. Right. Because that was fucked up. Um, well, but at the same respect, she knew it was a hot beverage. Blow on it. Sorry. You don't take something off of a, an, you don't take something off of a stove that's been boiling 
pour it in a cup and then immediately drink it, do you? No. Yeah, you do. You yeah, don't. you do. I don't. You know what? Most people. I do. They uh, grab just something. Because I'm from hell. They grab something. They're like, oh my God, this is too hot. What do you do with it? You put it right in your mouth. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then, but you know what? But she lucked out because she was like, oh, 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 oh. ooh, let me call an attorney. I lost my taste for a couple of days. The shit sucked. <laughs> and she got a lot of money. And now we have caution hot on every cup. Okay. And I get that. Well, it's the same thing with everything else you have to do in corporate America. You're welcome. You're welcome. Sorry. <sighs> it's just shit you have to do, man. And this is why it I want to be my own boss and not have employees. Well, we have to work up to that. I got four more years. Because when I'm being a terrible we have four employee, more years, I, gotta pay off I can my say, Randy, <laughs> you're slacking. If you, and she knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what program I'm in. <laughs> four more years. I have four more years. And then and then I can be my own boss. But until mm. that day, mm-mm. All no. right. What do you got for me today, Dana? I don't know. Shit. <laughs> is this just a bitching episode? We are literally episode? 53 minutes into this. Okay, then let's just keep bitching about shit. This is some bullshit. Let's just bitch about shit okay. then. Okay. All let's right. bitch about something. What else do you not like as a supervisor? Uh, it's not that I don't like as a supervisor. I just, there's a lot of things I just don't like. What don't you like about corporate America? Oh, uh, <laughs> time constraints. Time constraints. Well, which Meaning, we already talked you, about. Like, like internally fucking, or uh, privately, like your own time. What do you mean? Like, uh, I'll be honest. Okay. I'm terrible at being on time to anything. Well, I'm That's aware. personal. Personal we're, we're life, all aware. professional life. Oh, it crosses over? Oh, yeah. Do you get yeah. in trouble for that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I do. Okay. Because there's a policy. Right. That I signed. Right. Yeah. But you you work for true corporate America. <laughs> See, I but I actually I, make here's up what my I own think time. Is is that so currently in the company that I work for, the policy is three minutes. Three what what? Three minutes past your clock in time, you are considered late. That's when you start accruing penalties. Wait, question. But you are a salaried employee. No, I am not. Oh, you're not? No. Even as a supervisor. No. Well, I'm not a true supervisor. That's I'm, interesting. I'm more of a trainer, and then I just have but extra But you supervisor trainees. Yes. You're, you're supervisor of trainees. Yeah. So why are you not salaried? That's just well, the, the, the structure. Up. They're wasting money. But okay. Hey, whatever. It's on them. Hey, you're, you're the more money, money I work over, the more, or the more time I work saying. over, the more you're, money I get. That's a win-win for you. Whatever, yeah. dude. But three, I think three minutes is unreasonable. It is unreasonable. It I, should be not, seven minutes since that's basically what all of the clock in times do. They go by seven minute intervals, which turns well, into 15 because, minute intervals. Well, first of all, like, you know, you know where I live. Mm -hmm. The company I work for is mm -hmm. straight up one road. Right. That entire road has been under construction for what? A fucking decade. You know what? Those I grew guys up are as? shit at their jobs. You know what I grew up as? What? 15 minutes earlier on time. Oh. On time, you're late. Yeah, people tried to tell me that. Latest, yeah. Mm -mm. That's how I grew up. You see why I'm not part of that generation? I'm always 15 minutes early. But there is always. no notification of, hey, we're going to install this section of this bridge on this day. You Actually, might want to look at alternate early. routes. I clock in at 5 a.m. And then if they do give us any notice, there's no timestamp on it. So we could do that at two. And it's the cable company. We could do that at two in the afternoon. We could do it at eight in the morning. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Right. So it's, I leave at a time where I should be 10 minutes early. 
Right. But you're aware of the issues on that interstate that you use. So why are you not putting that into your time? You know what I found? And I don't know if it's just me. It might be the rest of America. I don't know. I found that it doesn't fucking matter what time I leave. I can leave an hour and a half early for my job, which is on a clear day, on a clear, no traffic day, 25 minutes away. It was a clear black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clear. <laughs> Warren G was on the streets trying to consume. Right. I can leave an hour and a half, two hours early. That day is going to be the day that they're going to decide to just fucking change it all. You know what, Z? You know what's really bizarre is that every place I've ever lived and every place I've ever worked, I was always able to figure out whether I, I, I left five minutes early or five minutes late would make me so early or so late. So I always left a, a five minutes early. Yeah. One would think that. Right. One would think that because I mapped where I need to go, how mm-hmm. long it took. I took into account the schools that are on the way. I took into account the construction. Right. But for some reason, I can leave like when I was working downtown and I had nothing but interstate uh-huh. and I would have to get there at 10 o'clock. It, that is a 31 minute drive from house to office. 31 minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. I could leave two hours early. Be like, you know what? I'm going to get in. I've got some shit to do. And that day that I leave two hours early, I will guarantee you I'm going to be 30 minutes late. Okay. Just because everyone else decides to drive like a dickhead, have a bunch of wrecks or construction. You know what? We were taking up two lanes yesterday. Uh, We're going to take up three this time. Right. Yeah. That's the day. I don't know what it's my luck is that's the day that everything goes wrong. The day that I want to be early because I'm habitually late. And it's like, we know you, so you like being late anyways. We're going to make you late today, even though you left two hours early. See, but that's really weird. That's really weird because you're like the only person that has that issue. Because when I I lived in Chelsea and my site was in Gardendale. I'm going to tell you right now, if I ever lived off of 280, I wouldn't make it on time to anything in life ever. So there were two different ways that I actually, there were three different ways that I could go. And I actually did every single route at different times. To see which times would make me late or would put me on time or would put me 15 minutes on time. Going straight down 280 from Chelsea up to Gardendale. If I left at 558 every single morning, I would get there on time at 7 o'clock. If I left at 615, I would get there late at 830. So what did I do? I left at 558 every single morning. That was my time to leave. Every single morning. Oh, no, I get that. Because if I left, if if my clock in time was 8 o'clock in the morning in downtown Birmingham mm-hmm. from Alabaster, there was literally a five-minute window. Mm-hmm. There was a five-minute window. Yeah, there's if always left, like a five-minute window. If you left at 625, Golden, you'll mm-hmm. actually get there early. If you left at 630, you're going to be late. You were going to be late. So what I'm hearing is that you're leaving habitually at 630. No, no, not at all. I'm just telling you that a good chunk of the times, the times that I leave early uh-huh. are the times where everything goes so wrong. So why aren't you making your times early? What do you mean? Why are you habitually late if you already know there's a five minute window? Because the world hates me, Dina. No, the world doesn't hate you. You hate times. I do hate times. Right. Times are stupid. You need, you are not structured, which means I'm more of a zennial than you are. 
I, well, you are a millennial. No. No. Yes. Oh, no. what you are okay. is a millennial. Okay, then now, let's go. Let's go into. Does not work for you. Let's go into. It does for me though. Okay, so let, let's go into uh, the the part of the baby boomer and and Gen X. Let's go into it. Hold on. Let, let's go into it. You talk to Z for just a second. Be- yeah. Talk. This, I, I guess. Uh, all right. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Are you enjoying this conversation? Yes. <laughs> you remind me so much of every student I've ever had. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for someone who may clock in at three to five minutes after, I don't leave for at least a good 45 minutes to an hour and a half after when I'm scheduled to leave. Well, that's where the issue comes in. That should be taken into account. Just like with me last week where... I had to make up time when I was gone for an hour, yeah. despite the fact that I worked several hours past. Yeah. Several days. Yeah. So. He's eventually but late for everything. I am. He is. I, I, I've I told everyone in my life that. We have uh, deemed it Randy time. Yeah. And he has made the statement before that. When you're important, people will wait. Yes. That. Wow. So, so does that mean the rest of us aren't important? So are we dealing with narcissistic tendencies? No, like I'm not it. saying it you're not like important. It, Honestly, Randy's really fucked right now because both Z and I have a psychology backgrounds. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not saying anyone's not important. No, but you are subconsciously making yourself more important. Uh, you guys have met me. I'm right. fucking awesome. <laughs> and and we're not. There you go. No, you are awesome. But be you- late to something. See, I'll just be like, all right, cool. I have been late before, but Me I too. also know what is required to be on time and when things are important. And I could bring up a very specific instance. We talked that. We, we we decided we weren't going to talk about that. Actually, We've already we had are, that discussion. We are no, about to talk no, about it not. because no, I need to not. know. I need to no, talk about not. it. No, we are not. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We'll yeah, talk about it off air. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. We are not talking about that. <laughs> Wait. Well, we need to after off air because I, it's probably something very similar to Matt and I. No, probably not. Uh, no, it's not. But probably. <laughs> we also don't want to have you kill him on the air. Oh, okay. I'm 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 super excited about this conversation off air. No, I'll talk all about right. It. I'll talk about it next episode, guys. I won't. Well, I mean, I won't be here next episode, but <laughs> I'm gonna be by myself because you'll you. kill him. So oh. he won't be here. Oh, good. I'll be dead. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. It's not awesome when I die. We have a we have a notebook full of awesomeness that will be engaged. Okay, when you yeah, die. that will that will be awesome. That will be awesome. Look, no, seriously, on my Amazon list, a cork board is one of them. Oh. Yes, it really? is on my Amazon list. Really? Wait, are are oh for real? Yeah, no, for real. Wait. And don't think I will print out a pictures <laughs> of. Uh, fucking Mr. Bean, the Olsen twins, Mark Wahlberg. All right. And I need yarn. We need suction cups. Yeah. No, yes. no. The ones that you put on your knees. Yeah. And you're, yeah. We've got a lot of shit to do. A cork board is on my, 100% on my Amazon list. And I'm sure my mother's like, what the fuck I does he to, want a cork board for? I need for? to get with Lovetto about the shit we need. Yeah. 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 Well, Randy, um, this uh, was not the episode I thought it was going to be. No. Which is fine. That is fine. I'm okay with it. I have it. a lot of things to say. We have a lot of, w- with managerial stuff, you guys, you know what? Reach out to us. Message us. Let us know what your 
managerial heartbreaks and uh what's a word for it um bitch fests are tell us what you are so frustrated with with different uh generations and you know what how i'm frustrated work. with i'm frustrated with the fact that i still have not gotten in touch with tom and or colin hanks oh okay well reach out to us and email us your frustrations at stupid hydrogen at gmail.com because this is a really interesting conversation i really want to know anybody out there who's a manager or anybody out there who deals with managers what your frustrations are what what really pisses you off during your work week? Do you have to work 40 hours? Do you have to work over 40 hours? Can you do your hour? Can you do your job in 25, 30 hours? Do you have to do 40 hours? Are you twiddling your thumbs and it's pissing you off because you can't be with your family? I want to know these, these answers because I know that I have to, even though I'm salaried, I have to clock in and clock out. Did you guys know that? I'm, I am salaried. And the reason they do that is because I don't get overtime. I get extra hours on my leave, my, my paid time off. I don't get overtime and I don't get anything extra. So, Oh really? That's so that's, I do. I, we get a max up to three and a half days of extra leave for overtime, but we do not get overtime hours. I don't get so all. that is one thing that I am actually really off. excited to see about the younger generation is that they're pushing back on the structured norms. But I'm good with that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a millennial. I'm not a, a Gen X. I'm not. A, yeah. I take things from from different perspectives. I am way more. um all of my charts, everything that I deal with, I actually scan them in. I actually have a huge, I use access for all of my clients that I follow. I follow anywhere between 600 and 800 clients on average. Um, and I use this huge, this huge access database that I created. The, my previous, the previous person that was in my role did not do that. Everything was paper. She had, I'm not kidding. Are you guys ready for this? She had four chart rooms that she dealt with, not including her office. I, when I took over, I scanned in all of the discharge clients and it took me two years. She had people from the nineties in her chart room. See, that's, that's, uh, one of my issues with things these days is it's just too much paper. It's too much paper. I'm elect- it's wasted stuff. That's exactly right. I am electronic. Everything, every person that's discharged from me, I scan them in because we have a, a revolving door basically of clients. When they're readmitted, I have them electronically, their previous chart. So I'm able to pull that data and have my paper chart. And when they, if, when they discharge again, I just add them on to their previous discharge chart. So, okay, let me, let, uh, well, let's talk about the state of Alabama. Oh, let's, uh, so, I don't know if I want uh, to Obviously, that. I work in the automotive industry. Okay, I, and I, I do an, not, guys. I have an iPad. Uh, I deal where with actual I, humans, not. I, I deal with paperwork, which can absolutely be e-signed. Mm-hmm. I have an entire iPad where you can grab a pen, and sign, yeah. just like you're signing a regular piece of paper. Okay, so. That's not the point I'm trying to make about the state of Alabama, because a lot of states are like that. State of Alabama, all right? 
So um, when someone buys a car in the state of Alabama, uh, they have to get a temporary operating plate. Yeah. So when I worked in Georgia, Georgia had a simple system. It's called dealer track. I typed in some information. They printed out a sticker. That sticker was would last 45 days. Right. If you didn't get your tag in, you can contact us. We could probably do another sticker or you contact the DMV. They you can your extend tag. The, right. the temporary tag, basically. In the state of Alabama, you have to physically write out on three different pieces of cardboard yep. that are 20 days a piece. And when you run out of those, here's the process. Walk with me. You have to submit a request and payment to Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Now, when I tell you that, you have to submit it to a certain division building, building in Montgomery. You submit that to the building Montgomery. That building then takes your your submission and your payment to the building across the street mm-hmm. because you can't automatically just email that building. And then they have to get back with that building that's across the street. They send you that. Can you drive down there and just take everything? that? No, they, no not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Can you can't you do that. No, 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 no. no. Can you have an account for payment? Nope. No, no, mm-hmm. no. It, and I uh, completely understand what you're talking about. E-file it's for anything waste. court, all that stuff. That was done years and years and years ago with multiple states. Alabama is so archaic. Again, we're going back, we're retroing back to archaic law. Alabama is so behind on law. Oh, yeah. That it's unbelievable. And we have an a thousand year old grandmother. Mama? Yeah. But that but that has to be quite honest with you, everybody always talks about the governor, the president, the mayor, all of the other stuff. They actually don't talk about the people that are under them that are actually running. Running the country, running the state, running the county, running the city. All of those people that you keep voting for that are 110 years old and or have been in that position just for because he's a football three coach. fourths of their life. Um, guys, you do realize that you're still voting in the silent generation, right? <laughs> the ones that have zero technology education. The ones that are still waiting on their grandkids to come over to program their VCR. Correct. Correct. So maybe I say that still not just completely understanding what a cloud is just right. Just maybe start looking a little bit more than the D behind their name and the R behind their name. Just maybe, or the fact that they were a football coach or that quit doing that because that's, what's fucking us up. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you're an R or a D or an I or whatever. I don't give a shit. But if you're going to keep us in the uh, Peloton age, <laughs> that's where I have the problem. The exercise bike? That. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where we still have hoops in our skirts, if you're going to keep us there, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not going to lie. You can be part of the silent and this is going to gener- be probably one of the most sexist things I'll ever say. If every woman dressed like a flapper, I would not be mad about that. Hey, actually, that was a really sexy time. <laughs> yeah. But they had zero room for women who actually had curves. Remember, well, at yeah. that time, they still used the, uh, did you, have you ever seen a diet for back then? Nah, I, I don't think I have. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of liquor, a lot of cocaine, and a lot of coffee. Oh, and yeah. And almost zero uh, food. 
in order that, to stay back that Back when size. they gave laudanum for everything. Well, laudanum actually would probably make you eat because oh, it was, it's, it was, it's like it was a codeine. codeine based. It's like a codeine. A codeine makes you want to eat. That's why people gain weight. Uh, but a amphetamine, <laughs> uh, well, it boosts your metabolism. <laughs> it, it makes you not want to eat. So... Yeah, look at those types of diets. That's absolutely insane. But oh, yeah. anyways, the flapper part that was very sexy. I love that. That was I but had a they, great they didn't have to show shit. Yeah, no. They showed they didn't show cleavage. They showed the, those cute dresses. And all the frills. Yeah. Yeah. But no cleavage. They didn't show any of that. They may have shown a little bit of, you know, the leg, uh, what is it? The the half cab, half cab or Half leg hose, yeah, where you had to use garter belts. I do like half leg hose. Um, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they didn't have the full pantyhose, they had the the gar- yeah. you had to use garter yeah, belts. Um, so yeah, you had a little bit of that, but you had to show you showed nothing else. Now you have to be in a bikini. But uh, yeah, so I think but, more clothing is more sexy. To be quite honest with you, because it leaves something to the imagination. Like but, you uh, want to see what's under there. But I'm I don't have a dick. What was so. I talking about? I have no idea. Fucking dude. all right, let's go. This is ridiculous. Yeah, and funny, but what what the fuck ever? I mean, thanks for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> um, our administrative HR TED TED talk. Um, where Randy is frustrated at the policies and procedures and guidelines of being a supervisor, and even though we we all have those frustrations, we still have to do it. And guys, just remember CYA yourselves. I mean, I'll do it. I'm just going to fucking play on my phone the first 20 minutes of any meeting. Well, we all have to do that. This, most most meetings can be emails. Thank you. They can. They can be emails, but we're also dealing with cya We're also dealing with liability. So if you could do an email and then have an electronic signature that you read that email, that could probably help with the group, um, the group training, right? You had to reread it. You electronically sign that you read it. Now it's up to Although you. Although we have found that that doesn't really. That doesn't help either. Yeah, people like. But it's a CYA. They sign it just to sign. But hey, it does do but it's CYA. a CYA. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can skip the step of the group training and go to a uh, progressive discipline of that individual. Right. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you could do that. It skips a 30 minute uh, meeting. So, Randy, you know, get familiar with electronic signatures. And I'm group fine training. With it. I'll sign it. Oh my god. No, my Randy, you're Randy, it. switch amazing. gears. I need you to switch gears. You're a supervisor. Switch it. Oh. Switch the gear. You are not a you're not a peer anymore. You are a supervisor. So you have to deal with the bullshit that is progressive discipline and group training. Sign up for electronic signatures and do it in email and see how that works. Because that's all they want is documentation. That's the secret is documentation. Yeah. It's always document. It's always been documentation. That's what I'm saying. So but if you no, can get when away. When I was on the ambulance, even documentation was a problem. If you outlined anything, like you did a perfect documentation of a patient, mm-hmm. our HR for the ambulance would still be like, eh, that's, that's, that's a problem. And I'm like, that's a direct quote from a patient that was pertinent like, you can't tell me that that's this or that. I have a question for the ambulance. Yeah. Did they have medical documentation training or were they straight up HR? What, what do you mean? 
Meaning, did they have background in your type of medical documentation? Did they understand why you put that in your notes? Because why is HR it involved was basically, with, with a documentation of a patient? Basically, all it was was a our HR. HR should if, be if I remember with correctly, was just a it. former paramedic that moved into that position. Okay, so they understood yeah. your side. But why are they dealing with your documentation? They deal with HR, which is you, not the actual documentation of billing. Right. That has nothing to do with their job. They wanted to say that a direct quote from a patient was racist when it was a direct quote from a patient. They are HR. That is yeah. not their job description. No, we had an entire meeting about that. That's not their job description at all. And if it's like, anything, that's billing and that is legal, not HR. HR deals with the individual themselves and their job and what they do, correct? Right. right. So that has nothing to do with them. They have, they should, they actually, if you want to be technical, they are actually going against HIPAA because they have zero to do with that patient. Correct. So they are going against HIPAA. So whoever company you're dealing with is doing things way ass backwards. And I cannot wait for their CMS review. I'm sure it's, they've had to pay a lot back. I, I hope they have. <laughs> I hope. Okay. I'm going to go. There's probably whistleblowers. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Hey, we didn't say that in the previous episode, did we? Yeah, we did. We did. What, that we love no, we them? Didn't. No, that we love you. We love everybody. Oh, no, I love you. Thank you guys for continuing to listen to us. Please, for real, email us what experiences you've had. Seriously, like we've had like two emails and one of which was some chick trying to hold, get us to hold some money. What, yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> email. We should actually post that email. Yeah. Should we post it? We should. That was an interesting email and our response to them. I was I was in an octopus's mouth, I think. Was that the one? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yes, it was. Yes. But yeah, guys, email us. Um, because we are gonna be streamlining a lot of things. You you don't know. We're doing a lot of things uh behind the scenes. Yeah. We're uh, um there's going to possibly we're in talks of possibly uh adding another podcast onto our our line of podcast, yeah. but it's, it's in the works. There's a lot of things in the works. Um, and we're, we're coming up on our one year. Actually, we are very close to our one year. We, we are, are five days away from our we one are year, five days away from our one year. So, um, I'm really excited about it. It's a, it's a, a an exciting time. Lovetto is excited. Everybody's excited. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, hell, you guys haven't heard from Lovetto in a while. Lovetto's still here, guys. Lovetto loves us. Lovetto loves you. Um, but, you know, life, life is life, you know, and that's what it is. Uh, Not a big life. deal. So um, keep listening to us. Email us. Reach out to us. And uh, we're going to have some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah. So I got to make water. Oh, God. You always have to make water. Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Where can they find us, Tina? Where can you find us, Tina? Stop it for a second. <laughs> where can they find us? Where Let's... can they find us, Randy? Randy, where can they find us? MySpace. That's Facebook. <laughs> this dude just said MySpace. MySpace.com <laughs> slash hydrogen and stupidity. Randy, where can they find us? On the internet, motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Randy, where can they find us? He already said on the internet, motherfuckers. <laughs> Lovetto. 
It's gonna be calm. What? It's I'm gonna calm. be the book of faces. This is me calm. Calm. You don't see me jacked up. <laughs> I'm all jacked up a Mountain Dew. Jacked to the tits. <laughs>